Content warnings for this video game are listed in the podcast description. survival horror game club i'm uh your host grace and with me is the other host ryan hello ryan i need an engineer (laughs) (laughs) i the it's there's a lot of layers to this because the guy playing blake the main character in the thing which is the game we played this month in our game club 2002 Sequel to the classic <laughs> horror movie. <laughs> the guy playing Blake is doing an impression of Solid Snake. Um, okay. And Solid Snake, as we know, is duplicating Kurt Russell, who is a character in the thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so there's a lot of layers to to i need an engineer is all i'm saying there's a lot of culture (laughs) happening (laughs) um in that line alone um but yeah it's a it's a it's i mean it's loosely survival horror it kind of ends up being just a shooter like an action game um yeah yeah developed by computer artworks and co-published by universal interactive and konami Um, and konami uh yeah it's you know came out for everything except gamecube that's rude that's rude that's so rude maybe maybe gamecube couldn't handle the complex ai of the thing. <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i wonder maybe it was like the demographic didn't work out you know they were just like oh that's like kids and families and they're not playing the thing game you know but i don't know maybe yeah um but you know, just like there are Disney adults or Nintendo adults, so they got um, they got the uh, what's that survival horror game for the GameCube? Uh, Resident Evil Dark- Four. <laughs> oh, Turn Eternal Darkness. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, <laughs> also <laughs> Resident like... Evil Four, but yeah, that did <laughs> that did come out for some other things. Uh, despite whoever, I, wasn't there some one of the guys who worked on that game was like it's never going to come out for anything but the GameCube and then like five months later it came out for PlayStation 2 oh really? Um, I, don't know. I don't know if that's true <laughs> and apparently I I didn't do much research into this but apparently there was uh, there was going to be a sequel to this game huh yeah The Thing 2 which is a funny <laughs> um, but it was cancelled damn Rip. Um, which yeah, which I think could have could have been really interesting, because this is a game that has a lot of ideas, um, and a lot of stuff going on. Uh, do yeah. we want to do we want to start with the plot here, and then we yeah, sure. get into how it works? You wrote yeah. out a very lovely summary here. I I I I took stuff from Wikipedia and then cobbled <laughs> it together into two paragraphs. 
<laughs> no, fair, fair. But no, you. I mean, your touch is in this uh, little, little <laughs> summary here. <laughs> so, uh, so I appreciate it. Is all I'm saying. I appreciate the hard work you do into making this podcast <laughs> as high quality and legible to the listener as possible. Um, there's so well. Also, the other thing is like there's so much stuff in this game that doesn't actually matter. It's the way. Yes, because, like, the, there's so much of, like, we have to have a level, and so you yes. go do a thing, and you and at the end of it, I'm like, wait, why did I do that? Yeah. What was the importance of, like, killing this thing that's, like, deep in this compound? Like, did that, was that connected to anything? It's like, I don't, I don't know. You're, um, like, chasing a Norwegian through half of the game. Yeah. <laughs> but then that doesn't really matter. Well, he just is a thing. He's just one of the things. So, yeah. So, so basically, this is a sequel to to the movie. Uh, you play as Captain Blake, who is like part of an investigation team, you know, investigating the the U.S. camp that went dark in the feature film. Um, and um, Blake is under the command of this guy, Whitley, 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 um, Whitley. Yeah, so you, memorable characters in this game, as you as you understand. <laughs> um, anyway, and so he's just talking, you know, talking about the intercom and stuff, and they find all this freaky stuff, and they blow up the blow up the U.S. base um, under orders from from Whitley, and then Blake investigates the Norwegian outpost and loses contact with Whitley, and and yeah, this is where the Norwegian guy comes in because he stole the radio, I guess. I, I guess. some of these plot connections that are in the summary, I'm like, I did I did not pick this up. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> um, well, some of it is like, because there are computers everywhere that you can type sure. on, and then like you get some context. Um, so there's a little, you know. But like, you find a Nor the Norwegian like in like a cell, and then yeah. he just turns into a thing, and that's it. Yeah. Um. Um, but there's this other guy, Pierce. Yeah. Who is the leader of like the the A team that you try to find. Right, 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 right. Yes. And you find him and he's infected. Um and and he's like, you know, I'm infected, you gotta kill me. And Blake's like, No, we gotta save you. Even though like three times already there's been guys that has just <laughs> turned into the thing in front of you. And uh, Pierce is like, you know, Mom always said, <laughs> <laughs> "Yes, yeah. you want something done, you gotta do it yourself." He does. He, I forgot. About and then he that. kills himself. <laughs> um. Yeah. Anyway, and so then Blake finds out that they're Resident Eviling the thing. Um, yeah, you, you come across John Carpenter. Yeah, who's like this doctor guy and he's like we gotta contain the infection and then whitley is like become infected and he's like i can control it and we can use it to do vague evil military stuff yep and then um, john carpenter dies yeah he kills john carpenter like shoots him in the head on camera <laughs> um so you know kill your darlings um and then yeah blake, blake at this point has been captured and kind of has figured out that whitley is like evil and so, uh, and that, you know, Whitley's like, let the thing loose and is gonna, like, export the thing via plane to 
somewhere all this over the world. <laughs> yes, this is like, I don't know. So he blows up the planes and then is running after Whitley. And Whitley gives a speech about how he's like the mastermind is going to take over the world and going to infect everything while he's on fire, which is pretty cool. And then uh, this anyway. So like Whitley like turns into a giant thing and uh, this this helicopter pilot shows up and the final boss battle is you shooting giant Whitley the thing from your helicopter yeah and who is the helicopter pilot but <laughs> mccready from the thing kurt russell it was i i didn't finish this game um <laughs> but uh i hadn't watched the last cutscene, so i like looked it up <laughs> and the mccready reveal is so fucking funny. it's so it's so this is because the... It doesn't serve a purpose other than yo, McCready is here. <laughs> well, which think... like which like sucks because like the end of the thing is like really cool. Yes. It's yeah, Kyle's I think this and is McCready just like you know, sharing a drink. Yeah. I so yes, I mean you, you you should watch the thing if you don't watch the thing. It's a good movie. People yell about it for, for good reasons. But yeah, it's sort of like the last scene is that child's Whose body you find in the opening level where you're just yeah he just the dies of, of hypothermia yeah um, don't ask how McCready got out of the situation though yeah well I sort of thought the implication was that McCready was the thing because this is one of the yeah. questions at the end of the movie right is like are is you know are one of is one of them still infected or both of them infected or neither of them right like there's this tension and the, neither of them doesn't know like they don't trust each other obviously and that's like so much of their central drama of the movie is them trying to like fighting to who is boss. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and so, and yeah, so I sort of thought that it, like that the implication is, Oh, the thing is still out there and it's like piloting your helicopter. Cause it's McCree, <laughs> but maybe yeah. not. Cause also he was supposed to be like the other guy in the sequel. He's like the, I don't know if there was going to be co-op or anything, but you know, that he's like with you the whole time. Oh, it would have so. been like a way out, but like it's McCready and Blake. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think so. It yeah. would have been. It would have been exactly like a way out. Yes. Um. <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, that's sort of the idea. Um. Yeah. So. Uh, and you may be wondering, how does this movie attempt to translate the thing, which is a movie about like, I mean, it's kind of you know, it's like a game of werewolf or something like that. Right, and that's actually the most obvious way to translate it. It would be to do like a social deduction game, um, and that's what Among Us is actually. <laughs> Go figure. It's just the thing in space. Mm -hmm. Um, but but yeah. So basically, you have so you play as Blake, and you're always Blake, and Blake is never infected because you're the hero. Um, but you can have up to three squad members of various kinds, and they can be infected. But, you know, aren't necessarily and they will like there's sort of a trust system where it's like you can earn their trust by giving them weapons or like by defending them from things or otherwise being nice and, and good to them. Um, and they lose trust if you like shoot them. Or oh, they sure do. <laughs> yeah, they will kill you. You know, they'll kill you even if you accidentally shoot at them. once. Yeah um although it's very funny like because one one time i gave one of my guys a shotgun 
and he just like killed me three times. (laughs) 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 And I was like, dude, I'm trying to. I'm Captain Blake. When I quit this game, it was because I, I had was trying to do a level and I have done it like 20 times. And then one time randomly, my squad mate shot at me and I'm like, I'm dumb. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like good. that's. Yeah. That's the thing is it's kind of janky. Um, and, and yeah, and then basically it's like kind of in structure. It's like a survival horror kind of game. There's some research management with ammo and, and things like yeah. that. Right. Um, some. So most of the things you encounter are like little spider guys you know like the head in the movie just like little spindly guys and those you can just kill with ammo but um anything bigger than that you have to like whittle down the health of and then flamethrower to death yeah um and so yeah and then it's also like puzzles about like navigating space about like finding the right key to the right thing you know or knowing how like different things in different rooms slot together so you can get through you know, kind of classic Resident Evil stuff. Um, yeah, is there anything else, like, sort of broad gameplay stuff you want to just, like, touch on here in terms of, like, what the listener should know? Um, did we talk about the Sandy Meter? No. Okay, party members have, like, a Sandy Meter. Um, so if they, like, see a dead body, um, or just if generally, like, bad things happen... Uh, mm-hmm. they will like lose their sanity and start yeah um staying voice lines and like um hiding in the corners of rooms and shoot that stuff randomly um and and yeah and throw up so, and throw <laughs> up they will also throw up yeah um, this didn't i feel like um this might not be true i feel like you had a little more experience with the sanity stuff than i did because to be like never mattered like there was never a point where um i had to like calm someone down because it was a danger or like i I only ever got like one because at the beginning there's it makes a big deal about like you can get like a tranquilizer that will help people calm down right and i like got it one time and never used it um yeah so yeah um yeah, it really didn't matter for me either. Yeah. Um, this is more just secondhand looking at videos where this happens, but mm-hmm. it didn't really happen to me that much. Yeah, I th- I think that's one of the things that's a little... Well, and this is also something. So there are, there are three types of party members. Um, medics who can fix you up, and then there's like soldiers who are just good at shooting, I guess. Yeah. Um, they're useless. They don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> and then engineers who can like fix stuff that you can't, right? Um, that blocks progress yes and this engineer is of... engineers are the thing that like um make it so you can't just shoot your squad members and just play the game right yes that you have to because like... you need them to like open doors and activate saves and stuff right yeah and i think that was like that was one of the things um so also you can in kind of a twist on the blood test from the movie you can get like a little syringe and yeah. get their blood and then it like if it b- explodes then they're the thing and if not then they're safe right um but a lot of times it's like okay i can't open this door and then i run into an engineer and it's like well i know this engineer is not the thing because yeah. i have to open this door 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, and there's no way yeah. for me to progress. And so, like, I think some of the, like, social tension stuff, which is, like, kind of cool and actually did, at least for me, have some cool moments that we can talk about. Um, I do think it ends up, by the end, feeling pretty, like, perfunctory. Like, a lot, and there's also a lot of the game you're just alone, like, shooting stuff. Yeah. You know? Um, And also, the... When your characters turn into the thing, it is yeah. often on completely set triggers throughout yes. the game. Yeah. And so if you do a blood test on somebody and they're not the thing, and if you run down a corridor in which that trigger is, they will just become the thing no matter what. <laughs> yeah, um, so, think... so it really doesn't matter if you do yes. a blood test or not. Yeah. Um, your character can randomly become the thing beforehand if he like takes a lot of damage and stuff but there will always be a point where your character becomes the thing to the point where the lpi watched the 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 player just like turned around and started shooting their teammate when they knew they were activating the trigger oh Um, wow so yeah that's wild (laughs) yes um because yeah i did have there was a great moment i had where so this is a level, it's like in a furnace, and you sort of mm-hmm. open in an elevator, and there's like this little furnace room, and then you go outside, and there's kind of a, like a warehouse or storage station. Yeah. And so I like went and fought through those two rooms, and for some reason, like, my squad mates didn't follow me out. And so then mm-hmm. I ran into a couple doors where it was like, oh, I can't open this door. And so it's like, oh, I gotta go get get my guys. And also, like, you have to tell people to follow you, especially mm-hmm. like when you first pick them up. And so, like, it wasn't, like, that weird that the people didn't follow me, right? I wasn't like, oh. So I went back, and they both turned into the thing, and were just hanging out. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. Yeah, and so I was like, oh, shit. And the thing is, it was kind of cool, because I had tested some of them in the level prior. And they had Mm -hmm. it, and I I think now, like, hearing this is probably like, oh, they probably just, like, probably just triggered right Mm -hmm. that they became the thing but it was like this weird like thing where i like left the room to go do something and then came back and something had happened and everything had changed right which is kind of like the the way i I mean the way the horror in the movie works which i think is really really cool is that like someone being gone you know yeah is Mm -hmm. like okay well where the hell were they and what were they doing and you know are they, can I trust them at all anymore? And so having, there were some moments where there was like a kind of example of that in the game in sort of this weird way. And I thought that was like cool, but it is, I think that stuff kind of comes out of like all these like half-baked systems kind of colliding into each other that like maybe once every couple of playthroughs sort of magically aligns (laughs) to a moment like that. Because I think the, the way it works is so like constrained and binary that it's like hard to like actually pull out those kinds of moments consistently yeah um where i stopped playing i think it was that same level and Mm -hmm. um is it the one after like where you have to fight waves of enemies i don't know i think maybe the the level i remember the biggest part where you fight enemies is like when you're in that arctic you're in one of the arctic bases i think one of the region bases and then there's like all the little skidlers which i actually thought was cool because you have like you can like um there's all these rooms that are open, and if you close off rooms, yep. then you can, like, take yeah. care of one wave and then open the room and, like, throw mm-hmm. a grenade in there. And so there's sort yeah. of this strategy around the space mm-hmm. I thought was really nice. And I actually yeah. think sometimes when the game's playing with that kind of stuff, it really hits because 
Um, nothing actually like feels really good, but there's a lot of like potential actions you can take. And yeah. so when it feels like, okay, I'm actually using all these different tools that I have, right. It can really like that. That's the thing is I actually, I think this game's good <laughs> or at least interesting. Right. Mm. I don't know if I'd be like, you should definitely go out and play this. Um, but like, it's got a lot going on and it's, um, and I think sometimes when it hits, it hits actually pretty effectively. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah um, i don't think that was quite the same level that you're t- talking about though. right but um when i saw it playing it was a level where um you start the level you go down you go into a building um you like go down a corridor and uh you're one of your party members becomes the thing um <laughs> and and but i kept dying and so i would just have to do that section over and over and it wouldn't change every time. Oh, yeah. And so that's where I really turned on the game. Where <laughs> if I had, like, save states, because I was playing on a PS2. Right. If I had save states, I would probably be okay. Yeah, well, um, I think that's I think that's the problem. He says, actually, because I wasn't using save states, and then you messaged me, but, like, I, I'm flagging out. Yeah. I don't know if I can finish this. Yeah. And then you were like, maybe if I had save states, and I was like, oh, I should be using save states. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, and I think it did, like, I don't think I would have finished the game without it, because especially, like, the back third is these, are these, like, increasingly fiddly and tricky action segments. Right. Um, that are pretty difficult to pull off. And yeah. required a lot of trial and error. And then having to do, like, three or four encounters instead of just one over and over again. And then, mm-hmm. like, hitting the quick save, right? Um, just, yeah, completely, like, enabled me to finish the game, I think, in a way that... Like, it's only... It was, I was, like, playing this, and I was like, this is kind of like Ninja Gaiden <laughs> for the <laughs> NES. <laughs> in terms of, like, levels of bullshit this game is throwing at you yeah, constantly. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. by the end, it really gets... The difficulty level is really heightened. Um, yeah. yeah, so Cause I because you because you, you start fighting like actual guys too, right? Yes, yeah, you start fighting like soldiers. Yeah, um, which is a weird choice, I think. Um, yeah, like the last level is like basically like you you kind of go out in the ice and you're following Whitley, and it's like a little like you turn a corner and there's like a little squad of guys, you know, mm-hmm. out in the snow. And actually, so what happened to me here was. Um, so there's a boss, and this boss was really tricky because um, I just didn't have many health packs. And I did, I looked up a guide, and there was a trick where you could stand, like, right underneath the boss and just shoot at it mm-hmm. continually. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you have to flame it in order to defeat it, right? And the only way I could really figure out, the guide recommended that I use flame grenades and try and, like, dodge attacks from a distance, and I couldn't figure out how to do that. So I just stood underneath it and flamethrowered it, which, like, <laughs> the flame dealt ambient damage to me, because I was so close yeah, to the thing oh I was setting God. on fire. And so, <laughs> and so I got, you know, I, I beat it, but was really low on health. <laughs> and then for some bizarre reason the next segment is like uh like a little house of horrors where you're you're you you went down into this base by like climbing down into this like spiral staircase um and then you go back up the same way except things are exploding all around you and there's like three points where it just deals damage to you and there's no way to avoid it and i like and basically i i got i was like i can't finish this because i don't have enough health I can't, and so I had to reload it and fought the boss 
and, no. go, and but I got it because I like had say like I figured I don't know somehow I had less more health and so I got but then in the last level where you're like running through the ice fields there's like a long section where you still don't get any more health packs and so I was just like <laughs> I was saving and reloading like encounters uh. where I had to like fight these soldiers from a distance and it's like oh it was a nightmare um, oh my god so and the thing is i was like you know i looked at the guide and i was like there were like three paragraphs left you know like i i and i have like i can do this but um i don't think it's a thing that human beings should do i'm not like recommending <laughs> you know and i'm certainly i do not blame you ryan for just being like i'm out uh i think the game would have broken you sooner or later if you had continued yeah. after that point um yeah, from the the let's plays that I've seen, and and yeah, Waypoint is also covering this. Right. Um, yes. So they've been doing streams, and it just seems too much for me. <laughs> so, um, uh, the last thing I remember from the Waypoint stream is they had a room, and and you can tell me if this happened to you as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's a room where you have to get past laser beams and so you have to flip two random switches oh yeah on the side um yes yeah <laughs> i how did you, how did you solve that so there was something yeah <laughs> in the game that said you you flip the switch according to blake's dna sequence And so I was like, okay, I guess I just have to, like, look at a computer and figure this out, right? But I was, like, running around and looking at all these computers and couldn't find any information for it. <laughs> and so I just looked. I was just, like, looked over at the guide, and it's like, okay, you flipped the first and last switches. <laughs> and so I did okay. that. <laughs> did you ever fail that, though? No, no, I never did. So the thing that happens when you fail is that just a billion guns come out of the ceiling and <laughs> shoot you and your squad. <laughs> just oh. immediately get wrecked <laughs> that's it's incredible. so funny oh yeah um yeah, yeah it's like that's the thing is i think it's extremely like one of these like spin-off games it's like super janky um but the thing is i guess i will say that there is like there is uh despite the ways we've talked about kind of already like how the sort of resident evilification of the thing kind of messes it up, I think. Yeah. Like, um, like I, 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 this was something I was thinking about a lot because um, resident. So the thing is not a movie about like the military or about capitalism or about like any of those. That like Resident Evil is like obviously foregrounding, right? Uh -huh. Um. But except kind of in the background, because like a lot of the yeah. stuff is these are all people who work together, right? And there's this like immediate sort of struggle about like, hey, who's in charge? And like, you know, who holds power in this? And like, obviously, you know, the, the gun is sort of this phallic image, right? Plays a lot into this. Like, who, yeah. you know, and like, that's, I think that's one of the things that's cool about the movies. It's all these people who are like, you know, kind of shitty dudes, who are all sort of existing in this system that all of a sudden cuts off and can't support them anymore. And they have to like try and figure out how to survive. And all yeah. they can think about is like, who's in charge. 
<laughs> I mean, there's there's there's, a, there's an aspect of it very broadly in the movie where it's like, you know, those damn Norwegians, yeah, uh, you know, dug up this like shit that they weren't supposed to be fucking with, um, yeah, and that's why we're in this situation. But it's not like it's not to the extent like it is in the game where no, yeah, somebody is intentionally using the thing as a means to infect yeah. the planet, you know, right, as a bioweapon. Right. Because the Norwegians, they just tried to kill the dog, which I don't know why they couldn't just land the plane and kill the fucking dog, but... I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's, um, a mo- there's a movie about that, too. What? <laughs> Did you not... So th- there's a there's a Thing prequel from, Is... like, 2011. That's okay. Also yeah, called I know the about thing. that. Yeah. yeah. And it's about the Norwegian base. Yeah. So, so you can find out why they couldn't kill the dog, I guess, or what was going on. Well, it just seemed like he was aiming like shit. I mean, that's true. There's like, he does take so, a lot of shots at that dog. Yeah. Can't get it. Um, yeah. Uh. Sorry, I misunderstood you there. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And so so I think that's sort of the thing is that stuff is really difficult to translate, especially in a game where it's like it relies on sort of these AI companions who, by definition, like aren't people. Yeah. And you can't have like a prior relationship with, um, and so and they only last like one level, so like yeah, no, there's not all... enough time to like even if you were like role playing the thing, right? Um, there's no room to like, like art like inject like personalities onto these guys because the moment you do like five minutes later they're gone. Yes, yeah, and it just 100%. recycles through NPCs as you go. Yeah, and that's the thing is, like, that's also part of, like, the, you know, I need an engineer. It's like, you need this kind of guy. Yeah. <laughs> right? And, like, every one of them is exchangeable for that that kind of guy in each level. Right? Yeah. Like, I kind of wish the thing is, the thing I love about, like, like, Child showing up at the end of the movie in the thing, right, is he's gone for that whole climax where they're, like, building the the explosives, right, and stuff. And then he just shows up and he was gone somewhere. And it's, like, again, like where was he what was he doing what does that mean right and i think it'd be really cool to have stuff like that in the game where it's like you are with somebody who then separates from you and then you come back together right um and i think you can feel sort of the the desire towards stuff like that um but you know i mean i think part of it is just that like this is a really ambitious game that is also like a playstation 2 mid-budget survival Mm -hmm. horror game right and so it's a it's a toughie. Like I don't think you could successfully kind of pull at this formula in the way this game is trying to today. Um, you know, but maybe. Uh, well, if so, you it wouldn't be like AI driven, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because what's that? Um, what's that Xbox zombie game? Um, fuck. Uh, the one that Austin Walker really likes. Oh, uh, State of Decay. Yeah, when I like started playing this game, it reminded me broadly of State of Decay. Yeah, that makes sense. I haven't played State of Decay. The thing, the thing that AI reminded me a lot of is the pawns from Dragon's Dogma, or right. at least kind of in the way that like the game gets a lot of mileage out of the sort of weird antics of mm-hmm. non-human characters and like the repeated lines and sort of like like just go like someone going to a room and just throwing up three times and then like wandering into the corner or whatever right there's yeah. an absurdity to it 
that I think um, you can see in other games that have this kind of like big AI presence. The big difference between the pawns and this though is the pawns are like, they stick around and they're around with you, right? And you're like going on a journey with them. And so there is this like role-playing attachment. I mean, there's also plot stuff with them that I don't know about because I've never, I've only watched people play Dragon's Dogma. I never finished it. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It would it would help. It would go a long way if you just had like one, if you had at least one squad member who was always with you. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Um, because because when I when I kept redoing mission that mission over and over again, I had the. The guy with like the that sounds like Canberran countryman doing a country accent. <laughs> yes, um, yeah, I got you. Yeah, <laughs> and so and so I would just hear him go, "We got company" over and over again. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. The so, thing is, I think that like that stuff is both I think really annoying and quite charming. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a bit of a this is a bit of a pivot, but I guess I wanted to say that like one of the ways I think this shows some reverence for the source material is that um i i wouldn't say the cutscenes and it's obviously hard because we just played fucking silent hill which (laughs) is one of the best looking games ever made and is like very impeccably like directed in a way that this is just not right Uh but the cutscenes are like really trying to do cinema Anytime it like does a jump cut to a scene, um, like in the beginning, it does the jump cut to uh, one of the soldiers, you know, throats getting cut. Oh yeah, um, that's like also in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that stuff was cool. Yeah, when I think, um, yeah, I think the I was just gonna say there's a lot of like camera movement stuff. Like there's a shot where yeah. I think there's like a soldier in the corner and Blake's approaching it, and there's sort of like a conference table. And the camera, like, swings underneath the conference table. So you get both of them sort of, like, fading in and out. And it's, like, I don't... It's not, like, especially well executed. But there were a few shots where I was, like, they are really going for it. Um, Mm -hmm. In a way that, like, was, yeah, just impressive to me. Because I think, like... um, I understand... There's a, I think, a reluctance and a sort of disdain towards video game cutscenes. Kind of generally... Um, particularly like in the early i think 2010 sort of an indie scene where it's like you should be um you should let the game speak for itself as much as possible right kind of like you want to super metroid as much as possible basically right Mm -hmm. um and i think and i understand that i don't think that's like a bad approach but i think like there is there can be a lot of artistry that i think people now are just sort of not interested in and i think if you play something that's like like trying to be sort of cinematic. Like, I mean, I just played Max Payne 3, I think is an example of this, right? Or I just, I mean, Uncharted generally, where it's like a lot of the the cinematic language is just very conventional and straightforward. And like, mm-hmm. you know, and it's tricky because you're trying to, you have to do it with like 3D models and like all this, you know, it's like, and you have to make a video game on top. Like you're not just making an animated movie. You're also yeah. doing like all this other stuff. It's really difficult, right? I, I'm not trying to be like, they just need to work harder. But I think I really appreciated seeing this effort towards, you know, towards trying to create craft real images out of the different parts of the mm-hmm. game. And I don't think it's always very successful. And I think the game generally actually kind of looks um, a little flat or a mm-hmm. little like, there's just not a lot of texture or layer to it. I mean, it's like, this is what the fog does so much work in Silent Hill where you get that like 
you get foreground and background in a way that this game kind of doesn't have, right? Right. Um, but yeah, I, that was something I just like consistently really appreciated. It was like, oh, they are trying to do something here and like are clearly inspired by the movie in a way that mm-hmm. just goes beyond like, okay, we're doing something with a similar premise, right? That is about like trying to an interest in the craft, right? And I think yeah. that's cool. I don't think a, lo- a lot of games like this don't do that. Like there's not Star Wars games where you can be like, oh yes, like that's a George Lucas or like David Tattersall moment, right? In the cinematography. <laughs> You know, it's all pretty, pretty straightforward, like video game kind of ways of framing things, right? Right. Um, but then you have the dialogue. Yeah, it's not. It's it's bad. (laughs) I Blake is also just so. This is also something that's weird about in relationship to the movie. Is Blake is just cool. He's just good. He's like an action hero. He's just like yeah, I'm cool (laughs) and good. Yeah. Yeah. I follow the rules when I need to, and I break them when I don't, because I'm Captain Blake. I don't know why he has this, like, lilted accent, very slight, because he doesn't sound like that. He sounds like, um, sounds like Salt Snake. <laughs> when they come across the UFO and he's like, yeah, I get it. We're not alone in the universe and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, so she gets these one-liners, and all of them are, like, so funny. I, I like when he meets Whitley... <laughs> And he's, you know, he's got John Carpenter in tow. And he's like, you bastard. <laughs> right? It's just, yeah, like that's the, the, the script is not good. My favorite one is when you just come across a medic and he's like, Whitley tried to shoot me, but he didn't finish the job. <laughs> and then it just cuts. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like that's the thing. I mean, the thing about the thing is, again, it's a movie about social relationships, and this is a movie that is like completely absent of people <laughs> in any sense, right? And not even like, because you know, I think you can argue I, I, this is complexity, but I think you could be like, oh, the characters in the thing are so two dimensional, right? These characters are not even one dimensional, <laughs> right? <laughs> There's like just nothing going on, yeah. right? Um, and so, yeah, I think that's one of the things that makes it difficult to like get invested in the drama. Of even mm-hmm. sort of the like gamey sort of, I mean, quote unquote procedurally generated like who is the thing stuff because it's just yeah. so they're just they're, they're just like names, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I also think kind of generally. Um, I mean, yeah, we were talking about the atmosphere. Um, there's a couple good moments. Like, there's a part where you you go through a level and then you like trip an alarm. And all the walls turn red, right? With like mm. the like backup lighting, and you're like mm-hmm. going through fighting soldiers or whatever. And that had kind of a cool visual effect. I mean, I'm also a sucker for when it's like, hey, we're playing the same level again, but it's recontextualized. <laughs> you know, I was like, oh yes, <laughs> video games. Um, but yeah, and you also had to know about the music, which is there's barely any at all. Yeah, for um, for a, for a thing based on the thing. Yeah. You know? You would think that they would try to get something, but um, yeah, really, I mean, no music when you're playing the game. There's like stings in like the in the cutscenes and stuff. But yeah. Other than that, it's very bare. Well, there's a couple of moments I think when you're walking around, and sometimes there's like a little on in the synth plays for like three seconds, mm-hmm. and then you'll like hit the trigger and it'll just cut off or <laughs> <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I guess I do think. May, I'm curious to see what you think about this because I do think the like 
little things enemies look really good and a lot of the gore generally is pretty fun um i like that the soldiers headshot like heads explode when you headshot them (laughs) i and uh yeah it's obviously not comparable to the movie but i thought it was like a good faith effort what did you how did you feel about it i i'm just kind of i'm kind of neutral on it like Mm -hmm. like they're passable as like enemies right but like but like an hour in you're just like all right these are the spider ones these are the ones that walk 100 percent. these are the ones when you know these are the ones that my teammate turns into it and then it i don't know it's it's fine but Mm -hmm. like the the cool thing about the movie is like the way that it morphs into different things and you know you get really into like the body horror aspect of yes, it but for sure. i didn't feel that here like, outside of like models that you like come across in like the laboratory and stuff yes like yeah, those 100%. were neat but when like yeah. in gameplay there's not a lot of that well i think that's also true that you don't get the like transformation sequences where like oh this rib cage becomes teeth <laughs> yeah and yeah, stuff yeah. like that right where sort of the like you kind of you get these models like that especially the bosses which are like okay like the creature at the end of the transformation sequence looks like this guy right right but you don't get that process of like getting through that whole thing and so Mm -hmm. it's not as scary like that's sort of the thing is like seeing the way the body twists and manipulates itself and moves right it like Mm -hmm. that's so much of where the horror is coming in in the thing right at least in the kind of these more like intense gory sequences right yeah Um, you kind of get that a little bit at the final boss i guess yeah i actually think like the final boss is super goofy because it's Mm -hmm. just like so it's like you know a skyscraper sized hand basically do you care about Um, resident evil 7 spoilers (laughs) no (laughs) okay spoilers for resident evil 7 skip ahead like 30 seconds i guess this is just the end of resident evil 7 oh god i mean i think that's yeah (laughs) like the there's a grandma in a wheelchair and at the end she becomes like a giant thing that you have to oh i would have assumed that it's like the 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 dude who also becomes a giant thing that you have to shoot at no it's the grandma okay um and then yeah and then you have to shoot it and then and then like chris redfield comes in on a helicopter and saves you (laughs) yeah it's like it's like exactly resident evil 7 (laughs) yeah oh i think that is one of the things is like this is a video game ass video game (laughs) yeah um and you really kind of feel the like, like, yeah, just like so many tropes and conventions of how the genre is supposed to work, right? That it's like, okay, we have to have a final boss. And the final yeah. boss is like the biggest thing that you've encountered <laughs> in the game yeah. thus far, right? And I think, yeah, the way that the sort of structure of it is reflected in like multiple Resident Evil games, <laughs> you know, kind of shows yeah. that. Um, but I do well, think... So, oh, yeah, I was the, just gonna... the difference here is like you have to shoot the barrels, yes, right? Yeah. And it's like, uh, the game... Okay, you finish what you have to say first. Oh, I was just going to say that I do think the boss design is kind of cool and uh-huh. is, like, freaky. And it also does get some, like, the, the you sort of see him, you see Whitley transform. And then as you're, like, walking out to get picked up by the helicopter, uh, yeah. before the cutscene starts, you can just see the big hand. Like, you know, and it's got, like, six fingers and it's all twisted and, like, right. sharp just in the distance, right? And I'm like, mm-hmm. that's that's pretty cool. 
you know, mm. like it doesn't, obviously it's like silly, right? And you just shoot it and you win or whatever. Like it's not, I don't feel like, oh, this is true horror, but it is like, oh yeah, there's an image. There's an image there. Mm-hmm. That's great. Cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. This game is loaded with barrels and... Mm. This game has so many barrels, it's true. <laughs> but, but the way, the way fire it works in this game oh yeah i hate it so much yeah well so that's sort of the so there's kind of lots of things here so fire um will linger on the ground and you have like yeah. a fire extinguisher that you can put it out with right yeah um and then also the yeah, range well, you of have the, a flamethrower yeah yeah the range of the flamethrower that you have is like if, two inches. If, if you use the flamethrower and go in your head like, oh, I'm too far away. I better move up. You will take damage, like lots of damage. Uh, yeah. Like too much damage. Yes. Um, right. And that's and sort so, of the thing is like, yeah. I, I was, okay, this is like, for some reason the other day, I got like in a little rabbit hole where I was watching YouTube videos about Kanye West's collaborations with Paul McCartney. <laughs> and and he performed all day at the brit awards in like 2015 i think Mm -hmm. um and basically he's just got like a huge group of people you know like all in black and then in the front there's two guys with flamethrowers who are just like occasionally like in time with the music like shooting a huge burst of flame and i'm I'm just playing the game i was like i've seen a flamethrower it goes farther (laughs) than this (laughs) <laughs> like it's like it's like like five feet up or six feet like i don't know a lot of feet like you can't you can't tell me that this flamethrower goes like 10 inches across or whatever like i have to yeah. be like standing close enough to touch the thing in order to flame it and so yes. it just gets like it, there are moments where it just gets really difficult to like dodge damage or yeah or you like set the ground on fire because you're not close enough and this is also the thing is, um, this is actually a system I kind of like generally. Um, but so there's an aim button and you can fire mm-hmm. outside of using the aim button, but you know, it's a little less precise, right? It's sort of like auto aim. And then yeah. you, if you hit the aim button though, you can hit it more precisely. Um, and most weapons are usable in both modes and it just kind of depends on like how far away you are from something. Right. And also um, when you're using the like auto aim, when you're in like third person, right? Um, you can see how much damage you're dealing. Mm. And then when you're first person, you can. And so there is kind of a fun thing where it's like, okay, like how much, like, can I, how much do I need the information as opposed to accuracy? And like, you know, like, I think it gives like some of the shooting, like a little bit choice, but the thing is with the flamethrower, you can, you have to aim it because if you just shoot it at the, it just shoots at the ground and there's not really an auto aim for it. And so you can't really use it outside of the aim where you have like way less mobility right and so yeah it's just like there's a couple things there that just make using the flamethrower really frustrating and there were a lot of deaths that i had and i think that you had too where it's just like oh i just got set myself on fire (laughs) yep in a way that would not happen if i was using this (laughs) Um, you know apparently crouching negates this really okay yeah i did did you realize that you can lean uh, what yeah how so when you're in the aim mode, you can hit the triggers and you'll lean from side to side. Huh. Um, which is weird. Yeah, like I, I, you know, didn't realize until... Um, and it did come in handy a couple times where it was like, okay, I have to stay mm. behind cover. Or I can't, like, move stuff around, but... Yeah, you know. weird. Yeah. 
So that's that's kind of one of the things, and I think um, it's we've been saying a lot of this stuff about this game that's really negative, and I think it's all true. I don't want to be like, I don't want to soften it, but I do think there's these like little kind of interesting nuances, and it's also like an example of a game in a very sort of story genre, but before the like way you do this became solidified, right? That mm-hmm. it's like there's all these sort of weird. Like, yeah, like, there's not a lot of shooters, especially third-person shooters, where it's, like, leaning in exactly this way. Like, there's not a cover system in this game. (laughs) Right. Right? Um, And so I think, like, yeah, there's something that's really cool about seeing, like, what if this idea of, like, what shooting is, like, had been iterated on a couple more times instead of just being dropped after this, right? Mm. Um, Like, maybe there'd be something really cool at the end of that. But hard to know. Yeah. um yeah i think that's like we've covered i think generally the stuff we want to talk about um that's the thing is it's not it's not like silent hill where there's like lots of meat you know the the sometimes the military be bad (laughs) and you know i do agree i do i can't say i don't agree Uh, yeah but but sometimes it's sometimes you got a good military man who can do the right thing if you know what i'm saying Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I uh, I am still like. I watched the thing last night, like after I've yeah. seen all mm-hmm. the game stuff, and I was just kind of upset at <laughs> the way this game like un undoes the ending of the thing. Yeah, and I guess that's like one of the thing things about this game is I think it's best thought of as like a spinoff. Um, yeah. Like it's almost like what if what if the thing was like the launch film for like a cinematic universe and like this is number two (laughs) right and i think because because it doesn't have that cultural weight and it's just like this weird ps2 game that people don't really remember i think that for me became charming but you're right like it does kind of mess up the movie (laughs) you know if you think about it especially in this kind of like this is a sequel (laughs) to that thing you know um so yeah i i think i just said like i was kind of charmed by that but also it is bad in lots of ways right um um yeah yeah the the voice acting the the first cut scene where the guy's like larson larson <laughs> oh i gotta get you out of here oh yeah <laughs> it's it's really funny to me it's good yeah know. and i actually would say um I guess I also want to shout out. I think the first level of this game is really fucking. Cool. It's so good. Ah, that's the thing. So I played like an hour of it, and and it was like this game's awesome. I'm gonna put it down for a little bit, come back to it. Yeah. But like, awesome, great game. And then I came came back to it, and I'm like, oh no, what did I do? <laughs> yes, no, it does kind of gradually unwind, especially as like the further you go down, the more it becomes like a video game in a way that like all these games kind of are right um but i think yeah i think this is a common thing in video games obviously where it's like you go to you go to a place and something bad has happened there and you're trying to figure out what bad thing happened right um like you know bioshock is about this resident evil to some degree is about this right so many games are just about this basic thing right um, and I think the idea that the bad thing that happened before is something that we is a shared text between the audience, right, and the game, 
and that you kind of interacting with and playing with that text like moving through the set of the movie and seeing all these different locations and like having meta knowledge about what happened there that you know the characters don't have i think is Mm -hmm. is like really magical and you know unfortunately it's like the first 30 minutes of the game does that right and kind of some stuff in the norwegian base uh, which ends which ends up being so huge <laughs> in a way that I don't think it is in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. So yeah, I like I there's sort of like that the game makes a really, really strong first impression, I think, because um because of the way it's like playing with this established text, you know. It's it's cool. Yeah. yeah. It's cool to be able to kind of like remember how the geography of the base is and like go find things that were there you know, in the movie. Um, Why is the UFO there? Isn't, isn't it there in the, isn't it underneath? Am I, I mean, but you they just blow it, it up though. They blow it oh, up. Oh, you're right. They do blow it up. So I don't know Damn. what happened there. The alien, the, the, the McCready rebuilt it. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. It's there because it, because it's a big image from the movie that has to be there. Right. Yeah. Uh, you're right. I forgot they blew it up. Yeah. Um, they have to heat it. They have to, you know, thing hates fires. So they have to blow up the base. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. My other, like, big thing about it is, like, when your squad members become the thing, you just kind of kill it. And then you're like, well, that's it. <laughs> yeah, here we go. <laughs> Guess I'll walk down this corridor some more. <laughs> yeah. Whereas, like, each death in the movie is such a big deal right yeah it's just i think that's the thing is i don't envy the job it's really hard to translate it i think particularly to a game that like you're trying to market you know yeah um but yeah i definitely think there's some choices here that because i kind of wish the whole game was just like you go to the you do the american base then you go to the norwegian base and then you go to like the swedish base or the united kingdom base (laughs) or whatever right and it's just like three bases and then at the end it's like the thing is still out there. <laughs> like that would have, I think done a little bit better for me than what this ended up being. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I, I didn't hate it. It's pretty, it's like endearing as a thing that exists of its time. Um, mm-hmm. I would, yeah, I would say people could watch, uh, watch the beginning, maybe of an LP or watch the waypoint streams, how much I'm sure are on their YouTube. And just then that's how you can get a good sense of like what it is. If you're curious about it, I would not suggest that you seek out a copy of this or, you know, unless you're like, damn, I want this fucking janky 2002 (laughs) poor vibe. That's what I need in my life. And like, Godspeed, I understand. But, um, but yeah. Uh, well, should we do emails then? Uh, yeah. Sorry. It's $20 on eBay if you want to buy it. Oh, damn. That's kind of expensive. This is like a five dollar video game in my estimation, and I mean that as a compliment. Like it's not negative. <laughs> Great game to get for five dollars. Twenty's a little, a little much. Yeah, twenty to thirty. It looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's move on to emails then. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We can just alternate. I can read this first one. Sure. Uh, this is an email from M. And says, I've not played this one, so instead, please tell me what your ideal escape from XX game is that utilizes Snake in a way wholly distinct from Metal Gear because we can do better. Uh, And they got another question, but I think we can answer that fully and then go to the second one. 
So um, we we both watched Escape uh, Escape from New York as uh, as a way to prepare for this. <laughs> yes. Well, I was like, I listen. I really like both the John Carpenter movies I've seen. You know, generally a gap in my filmography. So I was like, I'll watch Escape from New York. I wa- I finished it like an hour ago. Yeah. Um, pretty cool movie. Uh, I the thing is, I couldn't quite. I think it would be cool to do honestly like Escape from Leningrad. Um or I kind of also this is like kind of a cheap answer, I think, but like I think honestly like a, a shoot 'em up arcade machine game where it's just like the movie except little sprites and it's the music and maybe like the crunched up voice work from all these actors. I think that would be really fun. Mm-hmm. Um you know um because i just think the vibes are good this is the thing about john carpenter movies is the vibe is always good <laughs> you know it's like yeah this is a good vibe so i would like to just like hang out with that music and like in the like pixelated version of this for a couple yeah. hours i think that would be like a very good way to do it do you have any thoughts on this i i might have another idea but that's like the the one i was basically thinking about after reading this. um well i just want to let you know that escape from leningrad a snake plissken story is on youtube it's a fan film oh, that, is, that is 40 47 minutes long i don't want to watch that maybe it's, <laughs> i don't i don't who knows who knows um <laughs> um so when i started watching uh this movie escape from new york i was like oh Arkham City just stole this. Yes, hundred percent. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Um, um, yeah, and did it way worse. I mean, not shockingly. Yeah, but yes. And I didn't know that Metal Gear stole so much from it. Yeah, like um, I, I knew, I knew about Pliskin and stuff, but like, right. damn, like the voice, like. Uh huh. It's kind of everything. Yeah. Well, and it's a lot of the a lot of the thematic stuff too, right? Yeah. Or at the the end of the mm-hmm. movie, where it's like, "Hey, all these people died. Do you care?" And the president's like, "I gotta be on TV." <laughs> yeah. Um, is a very like Metal Geary moment. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, it's the other way around, right? I'm just using that as the. Yeah. Um, I do think the the stuff I actually, and maybe this is controversial, but I kind of like some of the stuff that Metal Gear throws on to this, like the clone family stuff. I think is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I also sort of I think it's this is something that's I mean it's just one of the things I was also thinking about with this movie that I think Metal Gear kind of misses out on outside of the first two is like the continuation of the cold war stuff right uh-huh. where it's like by the time medical solid comes out the cold war is over right or at least this you know um as was understood right and so that kind of changes like a lot of the political dimension of like what is happening in that game and i think something that's cool about this is it's an imagination of the future where that stuff is still happening right and i guess that's something like i think it'd be cool and maybe this is what escape from la is right i haven't seen it but like i think it would be cool to do something with that maybe or like sort of i don't know um mm. yeah do you, yeah do, i mean do you have do you have an answer to this uh like no brawl, brawler was my answer yeah it's just i think it's tough because i do think um 
so much is so directly aped from Metal Gear that it feels like... I guess there's also an element here where, like... I, Pliskin is a really sympathetic character, mm-hmm. um, but he's also kind of a jackass, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's a dimension that, like... Like, in Metal Gear Solid, that's really superficial, you know? Like, he's like, oh, I'm I'm a tough guy. But really, like, he cares about everybody, right? Um, whereas mm-hmm. Pliskin does kind of, like... It's not that he doesn't care, but he's like, okay, I just have to move. Like, I have to keep moving, or else I'm going right. to die, right? Like, there's sort of a priority of self, right, that I think Snake very explicitly doesn't have <laughs> at a certain mm-hmm. point, right? Um, or at least the game, like, th- thematizes through stuff like the torture and the split ending and stuff like that, right? Um, so yeah so I, I don't really know how that translates to like a video game but I guess that's like a dimension of the character that I do think is like like there's so much aesthetic stuff that carries over right and some of the thematic concerns but there's like little touches of how Snake like operates that are really different and I also think like the the sort of like crime boss like social organization stuff in this movie is like not in Metal Gear at all obviously um Except, I guess, like, the, like, hierarchy of, of like, terrorist weirdos. <laughs> it was kind of a different flavor to it, though. So, so yeah, there are definitely things that I'd be interested to see, like, an iteration on. I don't know exactly what that would look like. Um, and it's all kind of stuff that's, like, not, like, gamey constructions, you know? Like, I'd like to, I, I don't know. I want, I guess I want future Cold War stuff that's not fucking red alert or whatever those games are those seem bad mm-hmm. anyway here's them second question also who do you think john carpenter mains in smash brothers please provide a justification it doesn't have to be a good one sonic onic sonic sonic I, I he's on the record saying he likes sonic yeah i let me just say this John Carpenter is smarter about video games than so many of us. Uh, he's smarter about video games than so many people who write about video games. Yes. But also, I just think, I just think, I love that he tweets, he's like, hey, I'm playing the new Halo. It's really good. <laughs> and I'm like, damn, like, I wish, I wish I could be you right now. Like, you are king of the world. You know, you're just playing the new Halo and you're like, damn, it's good when I get a headshot. I love that shit. Yeah. Wiser than all of us. Um, so yeah, I think kind of I think Sonic is kind of the right vibe. Um, it's definitely not Snake, that's for damn sure. Um, I don't know. I could see. Yeah, you know, I think Sonic's. I think you nailed it. I think that's right. I think you got it. Sonic, it is. All right. Do you want to read this next email? Uh, hold on. Okay. Here's a quote from John Carpenter. Okay, hit me. Um, let's see. Underwater level. He's talking about underwater levels in Sonic. Okay. I'd die every time and then I'd have to start back. It was so frustrating. But there was something so insanely addicting about that, he says. Um, I even like the one where he turns into a werewolf. (laughs) Thank you, John Carpenter. (laughs) wiser than most of us king this is what i'm saying honestly king yes um okay yeah (laughs) no thank you you i think you're really yeah i think sonic is the one (laughs) yeah all right uh this one's from ina um let's see i got this going on my laptop 
and made it about as far as the second bo- uh, boss this week and then finished in time for the podcast. Me neither. So Yeah, <laughs> you're good. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I don't um, recommend it. <laughs> how much difficulty do you think the cast of this game, including the various forms of the things, would have would have cooking a fried egg and how good to me do you think each egg would be? Um So obviously the little spindly guys cannot cook an egg. They don't have they don't have there's no joint there's no like thumbs or fingers really. Can't do it. Impossible. I think Blake Blake does Blake need an engineer to make eggs? <laughs> No, okay, here's what I think. I think I think Blake needs an issue to make omelets. <laughs> um, and he'll make you just like like a fried egg with salt and pepper and it's too cooked through. You know, it's like cooked all yeah. the way through. But it's like good. It's fine. Perfectly okay fried egg. That's my that's mm-hmm. my feeling about Blake. Um Yeah, I I Whitley Whitley would 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 take the egg you gave him to fry and would suck it. Just like crack it and just throw it. Um, what about like I don't know? I'm trying to think of all the. There's like, there's like the big like ape kind of things that like walk on four legs. Yeah. Uh, I feel like similar. I don't know if those guys can fry an egg. They do have that little appendage though. Maybe they could flip yeah. something over with that. <laughs> but it's like, if it's like the kitchen would have to be really big is the thing. Cause you'd have to like, he'd have to just like have enough space to like put his bum against the, uh, yeah, I don't think that's going to work. Um, yeah. I think the person things can just make a, make a fried egg. Do they make imitation egg? Imitation egg? Yeah. Like, um, like vegan egg or like 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 in the same way there's like imitation crab you know uh, okay i don't know maybe yeah there okay there is vegan eggs yeah yeah so yeah are, are they like I'm... i guess it's a i guess it's a little <laughs> offensive to say that the, th- the thing would eat a vegan eggs because they try to be imitations of people oh i oh i understand what you mean okay <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Sorry, my brain was like way behind. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. That's a. I I think uh, the thing is, I think a thing if it's cooking the egg for itself, it's in like it's a carnivore in a certain sense, right? I don't think it has any like moral qualms about eating eating. I think for somebody else, I don't think it. Uh, maybe maybe you know what maybe the thing does if it's a person shaped thing and can like hold a frying pan and, and do all the requisite motor control things is it just like slices a piece of it off and throws it on there and it turns into a little egg and that's how it infects you mm-hmm. you know i don't know how it tastes though it's probably just like the thing i bet i bet the person thing makes like a runnier egg you know and like will also get like some toast and butter for you blake is not mm-hmm. doing that shit blake is just making no make a fried egg um, what about McCready? What about McCready? You know what? I bet McCready can make a damn fine fried egg. I don't know why. 
but I think that's the vibe for me. Yeah. You know? Um, are there any other characters? I feel like we could... There's, like, the various... Oh, also, I think the big the big Wheatley boss hand at the end of the game could make a Friday. You just have to have a really big frying pan. <laughs> I think you could do it, though. If you gave him enough eggs and a big frying pan. Um, the medic isn't making you anything. No. God, no. <laughs> the medic is too scared to touch the stove. <laughs> Like it, it low, it's low. on fire. Like it, Cooked there's fire in there. It's hot to touch. <laughs> I can't do anything with that. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's right. I think that's I think we've covered pretty much the entire cast. Yeah. <laughs> As well, thank you for the for the question. Uh, yeah. You know, appreciate it. Um, we also have a a question from Mary. Um, I was just wondering how you felt about the trust infection blood test mechanics. I really love the idea. I thought I had the possibility to absolutely fascinating immersion system, but I felt like it just gets completely sidelined in favor of mandatory triggered thing transformations. Um, for squad mates, and I mentioned yeah. it completely sidelined squad mates entirely. Yeah, we we agree. We basically talked about this. Um, I think this is also a good observation. Uh, also, just a side comment, but I couldn't help but laugh that the game ends on Whitley being like, I have control over all the things on this continent, <laughs> when it was such a significant plot point in the Carpenter film that each individual cell of the thing had its own survival instincts. Yeah, it's pretty funny. No. Um, I think, I guess, maybe I would say the most, I, it's a stupid line, um, either way. Maybe the generous read of that is that Whitley thinks he's in control, but is not. Right. Um, I don't know. I still think that the conspiracy element of it is just kind of weak, and that is a particularly goofy example of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you have any thoughts here? Um, I just, I, it gets so muddled when you turn it into like a virus. Yeah. When like, like, when like Whitley injects whatever it is and he's like still human, whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, even though he like turns into a big thing at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. It just get uh, at that point, it's just, it becomes a different. Yeah. Well, I think that's also one of the, cause he yeah. like claims to be able to control it. Yeah. And I think that's, like, one of the things is that in the movie, there's sort of a sense that you maybe don't even know that you're the thing. Exactly. Now, right? You have no, like, conceptualization that, like, you are now something different than you were. Right? And, like, that's yeah. that's pretty scary. And the and this game, yeah, just completely railroads past that idea. Because uh, you got to shoot some you dudes. Ever, oh, go ahead. you ever read, sorry, completely off topic. Yeah, go ahead. Do you ever read the that Annihilation trilogy? No, I still haven't. I intend okay. to at some point. Um, there's some stuff about this that's pretty cool. Yeah, like, well, there's some stuff like that in the. So I've seen the movie, which I know is very, very different. Yeah. Um, there's some ideas that are kind of like that in that too, but are a little more peripheral yeah. to the mm-hmm. to the plot. Um, so, but yeah, I like to read them. I like to read more science fiction, kind of generally. Um, yeah, well, I think that's it. Um, that's it. Yeah, that this was fun. I'm glad. I'm. I'm hoping. I really. The hope is that we'll cover one of these weird games and we'll be like, that was so good. Um, yeah. But I don't regret covering this at all. I think it was a good time. No, me neither. Yeah. Yeah. No. I. It has me rethinking my setup now because mm-hmm. man, save states would have been so useful here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
But um, I guess we'll see. Yeah. Well, you know. Because I, I know I advocated for hacking your PS3 last time. Mm-hmm. But that, that 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 this should have ran at like 15 frames a second oh, on that. So yeah, um, it did actually that's... run. I think generally pretty well on emulation. So yeah, you know, I didn't have any struggles with it, um, like in those terms, right? I obviously tussled with the game a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, so you can find me on Twitter at uh, Grace. Well, wait, oh, wait, hold on. You know, you know, a game I don't need an emulator for though. Oh, is what we're gonna do next yeah time. which is silent hill 2 silent hill 2 baby baby we're not the... leaving the ps2 behind just yet no absolutely not but we're, we're gonna get so much mileage out of ps2 stuff yeah. on this show but yeah i'm 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 pumped um silent hill 1's uh, great uh i have i don't know i i oddly oddly relevant now yeah i guess so well <laughs> Um, both in the rumor mill way and and in the way that uh, Kendrick Lamar sampled Silent Hill in his latest album. Oh right, I okay. I knew that there was a track. I didn't know that he sampled it. Uh, yeah, he sampled the song from two. Cool. I guess. I guess. Sometimes video game samples can really go hard. Is the thing. It can be really cool. Um, but I yeah, listened to that track, so. Yeah. 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 I just yeah. I I have not listened to the Kendrick <laughs> album. I've just seen discourse and have sort of been. I don't know. Maybe wanting to, not have that in my head going into it, or also like kind of losing interest. Maybe I don't know. Anyway. Yep. Um, anyway. Yeah. So that yeah, we're coming Silent Hill too. Um. So you can find me on Twitter at Grace underscore Machine. Um, and I write sometimes on the internet about video games generally. Hopefully about other stuff soon. I would really like to... I, I have a blog at graceinthemachine.com. And you can read my essays about The Witcher on there. And hopefully other stuff to come. So, uh, Ryan, what you've got to plug? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at BluestRose430. Um, tweeting about how... Uh, Kodak Black shouldn't be on the new Kendrick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely fucking not. God. Um, anyway. God. Yeah. Uh, Do we have anything? That, that's it, right? Are we done? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> we defe- like we defeated the but thing. I don't know. I don't know what I'm forgetting. I don't. I don't anyway. know. Um. Yeah, but I mean, I'm pumped. That's it. I feel like I'll hit stop and be like, oh yeah, I forgot to say this, but... Um, okay, we're back and I remembered what I forgot. Um, so, Silent Hill 2, um, we're going to play the PS2 version. There's yes. two... So, there's the original version of Silent Hill 2, and then there's the Greatest Hits version. Um, oh. The Greatest Hits has a DLC sort of scenario, um, which um, not really... It's not hugely important. I, I'll probably... So I have the, I own the original version of Silent Hill 2 that okay. doesn't have that stuff. Um, but I will prob- I will most likely just watch that um, okay, uh, I, DLC I guess thing. I could do the same thing. I did not know that there was like additional yeah. DLC kind of 
Yep, idea. it's from a yeah, it's from a different character's perspective, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. okay, yeah, good to know. Thank you.